Theodore Roosevelt once said, comparison is a thief of joy. And I believe this statement is more true today than ever. But why does comparing ourselves with other people rob us of joy? I mean, this is the topic that we'll be discussing today on the Mastering Mindset Podcast. Hi, and welcome back to the Mastering Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Matt, and welcome to 2022. Now, if you're joining us for the first time, I want to personally welcome you. I've created this platform to dive into teaching on mindset and how to better understand the psychology of why we do what we do. It's true. I do work for NASA, and I've been at NASA for about seven years now as an organizational development specialist, and I help build high-performing teams and leaders so that we can continue our mission of exploring and expanding our knowledge for the benefit of mankind. Now, in addition to my work at NASA, I'm also a sports psychologist, specifically focusing on golfers. And I've had the privilege of coaching some incredible talents in the game of golf. Now, everything I talk about in this podcast, I represent myself outside of my work at NASA. So nothing I say or teach in these episodes is affiliated to NASA or the NASA brand, but I teach on mindset because I'm so passionate about it. And I love talking about it, especially as it relates to golfers. So I thought, why not share what I'm learning with others who want to hear? So I'm glad you're here with me on this journey of the mastering mindset. And today in this first episode of 2022, I've waited to talk about this topic of comparison and how it's leading us to believe in I'm not good enough and how toxic this is, not only for our children on social media, but even for ourselves as adults. There's a book called The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel, and he talks about the syndrome of not enough. Even amongst the top 1% of the highest income earners in the United States, And he explains that in order for you to be considered in the class of this top 1% earners, you have to be making at least $500,000 a year. So let's say you're this specialized medical doctor and you earn around 500K a year. You would have the luxury of buying, let's say, a nice house or living in a nice neighborhood, maybe owning multiple cars, etc. And Let's just say you bought a vacation home in Miami and you happen to move in to a neighborhood that suddenly put you at the bottom of this pyramid of this new class of rich. And let's say you you met a neighbor named Preston and Preston owned and sold this business and made $50 million from the acquisition. All of a sudden, your $500,000 a year seems like pennies compared to $50 million a year. And you're wondering... What am I doing wrong? Like, I'm working so hard. I went through medical school. I'm training. But I'm only making 500 k But it doesn't end here. Let's say Preston decided to move to Jupiter Island, right, in Florida. And he found out that his next-door neighbor was Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods' net worth is around $800 million. And so all of a sudden, Preston feels insignificant and small compared to someone like Tiger. And he's on the bottom 1% of this new class of rich in Jupiter Island. It doesn't even end there. 
Let's say Tiger goes to a launch party uh, that, and he was invited by Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, who happened to be there. Now, in regards to financial wealth, Jeff Bezos is now worth around, what, $200 billion. $200 billion. And Elon Musk is worth around $300 billion. When we fall into this trap of comparing ourselves to others, it will never be enough. Now, when we compare, we often compare ourselves to unrealistic targets. I know I fall into this trap myself. So when I first started off in my endeavors as a sports psychologist, I began comparing my chapter one to someone else's chapter 22. So when I first started, I'm here beginning my career, launching this journey, and I find myself comparing my impact and my audience to someone like Tony Robbins or Tom Bilyeu from The Impact Theory. I mean, both of them have more than 100 million viewers and subscribers. And and here I am launching my first episode of the podcast, and I think I got like seven views. Immediately, I naturally felt discouraged. I felt defeated and, and this whole not good enough syndrome kicked in. And I was thinking, what am, what am I doing here? Is this even worth the effort? And I began to compare my beginning to someone else's middle or end. And when I do this, when I compare my beginning to someone else's middle or end, what I'm basically doing is comparing myself to unrealistic targets. Psychologists recommend that when we compare, because we all do it, we should just create a list of the top seven people in our category. And instead of comparing ourselves to the number one person on the top of that list, try to compare yourself to the seventh person on that list. Because when we do this, the initial envy, the discouragement, and the feeling of defeat, that might not be as strong. And we actually might find more similarities and commonalities to that seventh person on that list compared to that number one. Now, of course, uh, it's, it's better to not compare at all. Of course, I, I get that. And the whole point of this topic today is, is not to compare ourselves to others, to you know play our own game, to hike our own hike. But it's hard, especially now that we're programmed to be on social media every single day of our lives. We know that a lot of what we see on social media is fake. People... I mean, you and I know this. We, people are only showing the, the best version of themselves that they wish to share with others to see. And even though we cognitively know that this is true, we are still measuring ourselves against these vacation reels or the story highlights of our friends and their success. We fall right back into the trap of feeling not good enough, not doing enough. And suddenly... All we see in our lives is what's wrong and what we don't have in our lives. Now, when the Toyota Prius first came out, my wife and I really wanted it. I mean, it was affordable. It was good for the environment. And it was also, it also had a cool factor to it. So I began to research it and I studied it a little bit more. And I was really excited because not many people had it. So I wanted to be among the first. The next day, I'm driving to work. 
And guess what car I started seeing all over the place? That's right, Toyota Priuses. And I'm thinking to myself, why is everyone buying a Prius right when I want to buy one? I mean, what's up with that? And it dawned on me, the Priuses were already there. I just wasn't paying attention to it until I wanted one myself and I, I was searching for it. This is why the book, The Secret, if you've heard of it, it got so popular because it is essentially the law of attraction and it works because what we focus on grows. It expands in our awareness and what we search for in life, we will find. My wife is a relationship coach and I remember her introducing something in our marriage early on of hunting the good stuff in life. And before we retired for the night and went to bed, we had to say three things we appreciated about our partner, what they did for us that day. And we did this every single night. And at first it was really hard for me. I struggled. It wasn't easy to find three new things every single day for a week because I wasn't trained to focus on looking for these things throughout the day. But when this exercise became a habit and it became a part of our nightly routine, I subconsciously began hunting for the good stuff in our marriage, in our life, in our relationship throughout the day. So I had data and material to share at night. I mean, this was happening on the subconscious level. Now, the opposite is also true. If you want to find things to criticize about your partner, or you want to find things to criticize about yourself and how you're not good enough, you're not doing enough, you will find it guaranteed. What we focus on grows. And what we focus on in life is actually a choice. Because the questions we ask ourselves is a trainable skill that we can develop with intention and deliberate practice and time. So instead of asking myself, okay, what's wrong with me today? Like, why do I keep messing up? I can turn this question around. I can ask the same question in a different way that will point me in a completely different path. So instead of asking myself, what's wrong with me? Why am I messing up like this. I can ask myself the same question in a different way by asking something like, what can I learn about what just happened here? What didn't work for me and what worked for me? What's one thing I can change right now to get a different result? Same intention, but just going about it a different way. So, after every session I do in sports psychology with my clients and after every call with my students, I remind them that golf is a sport. It's what you do, but it's not who you are. Now, if you began shooting under par every single round and you began winning every tournament you played in, it's not going to make you any better of a person or more worthy than you are today. It won't make you more happy, that's for sure. I mean, it might give you kind of a temporary high for a short term, like you might feel successful, happy short term, but this happiness long term is not defined by achievements. 
And if you begin to shoot in the high 90s, let's say, you do the opposite, and you can't score for the life of you, it's not going to make you any less of a person or feel less worthy of love. This pursuit of happiness is an internal skill of shifting perspectives on a daily basis to focus more on what we're grateful for today and to focus in on hunting for the good stuff in your life rather than focusing on what you're missing. Now, some of you, I get it, you, you might be listening to this and saying to yourself, like some level of comparing ourselves, Matt, to people better than us is probably going to help us improve and advance our skill, right? Yes, there's truth to that because people do get better and improve faster when they surround themselves with players that are better than them. But improving a skill and improving our well-being and happiness in life are two separate conversations. I mean, many people were really envious of Anthony Bourdain. I mean, his life, I, I was, right? He got to travel the world, experience some of the world's greatest foods, and, and he got paid to travel and eat and share these experiences with us. Yet he was so miserable that he ended up taking his own life. I don't want to minimize some of the internal demons he lived with and suffered with all throughout his life. But the point I'm making here is that when we begin to compare our lives to others, we actually have no idea what we're doing. We have no idea what we're comparing to. The comparisons we make are often very shallow and they're very surface level. So we may see something on social media of a relationship that we're envious of, yet we have no idea the type of challenges that this couple might be experiencing or having in their marriage because they're just posting the highlight reel, right? It's not authentic. If we knew the whole picture, we might not be as envious. If having everything in our possession, the nice house, the nice cars, 1 million subscribers to our channel, if that's what we think brings us happiness, then why are there so many people who seem to have it all, but in private are so miserable? I mean, these people that seem to have it all, they, many of them might feel lonely, unfulfilled, and are constantly chasing after something, or maybe in fear of not wanting to lose what they have. I just want to remind ourselves that when we begin to think that the grass is greener on the other side, start focusing and attending to your own grass. Begin by taking the first step in watering your own grass and doing the necessary things to make your grass greener. Yes, your neighbor that you're looking at might have this luscious green yard and may have a spectacular green lawn compared to yours. But play your own game. Take the necessary steps to build a better lawn. It's the consistent actions that we take every single day that add up to become something worthwhile. Now, I don't know if some of you have watched the PNC Championship match with Tiger and Charlie Woods playing together. After the first round, Tiger was interviewed and was asked about his advice to junior golfers out there in the world who are trying to grind their way to making it. 
Tiger's response to this reporter was essentially this. He said, the grind all happens in practice. I mean, he and Charlie Woods, they practice with so much intention, so much structure and with focus. They work extremely hard in practice. And the easy part, he says, is going out there and playing in tournaments. That's the easy part. Because all he does is let go and rely on his training. He trusts his process and his work. He knows he has confidence in the work that he put in. And many of us do the reverse. We don't train hard. We don't put in the time and the work. And we don't deliberately practice the way we know we should. Yet, we expect the type of outcomes that we are seeing on TV from top-tier pros. When the grass starts to seem greener on the other side, this is the time for us to focus in on our own and to do the necessary things to begin watering it. I mean, we hear hikers say this all the time, hike your own hike. Or golfers saying, swing your own swing, play your own game. Everyone is going through their battles and their struggles, no matter what they may be presenting to you on social media. Hunt for the good stuff in your own life. And you'll begin training the muscle to start looking for it and spotting it in your own life. Thank you for tuning in to the Mastering Mindset Podcast. I hope you enjoyed your time with me. And please don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. I look forward to being with you in 2022.